Hey everyone, this is Rob from Are We Sure This Is Good. Tim is on vacation this week, uh, which is why you're not going to hear a normal episode of the podcast. And by the time we realized that was coming up, uh, we had missed the opportunity to record and tell you, you all what was going on because uh, we don't understand how time works. And uh, we actually make fun of that. And the next full episode that will be released uh, next week. Um, so look forward to that. But uh, in its place and continuing from now on every Thursday, including this next Thursday, is something called The Sidecast, which is a fun little uh, long-form improvised bit that Tim and I will do uh, for about 20 minutes. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to learn improv improvisation. So this is helps with that and helps us warm up before the show, uh, every episode. And we thought might as well release it and let you all hear it, uh, and get more content out there. Cause it's all about the content. Uh, so anyway, uh, that is what this is. And there'll be another one this Thursday and they'll release every Thursday. Again, it's called the Sidecast. So here is the first episode of that. Are we sure this is good presents the Sidecast? a long-form improvised podcast with Rob Durland and Tim Malm. Tim, how you doing? Great. Good. Hey, Chase, thank you so much for watching those uh, those pilots for me last night. Um, I, I have to pick one that goes to series. Can you catch me up real quick? Like, what? Um, how did you like the first one? How did you like Dad on Arrival? Did that the one first grab one. you? Dad on Arrival. That was a good one. I really enjoyed it. It had, yeah, I liked it a lot. I think, I think it's, yeah, it's probably a good. It, that's probably a good one to, to, to push forward. The yeah. next step. Are you worried about the Vegas setting and the, the budget costs on shooting a show in Vegas? I mean, I figure we could just, you know, Montreal it and fix it in post for, you know, the tax savings. That could probably work. Yeah. Right. That, that's what was my, that was my thought. Well, just the Vegas thing is just in the pilot. They, they elope in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Then... So, yeah, just Montreal it. And that, that's the thing. Just do everything in Montreal. Or Atlanta. Yeah, I guess you could do Atlanta. But, you, th you know, the thing with Atlanta is that, you know, it's kind of in the south already, like Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. So when you try and shift it to look like Las Vegas, people are like, oh, that was or I could you can kind of tell it's already in the south. That's why you want to go farther away. From, that's why you want to go with the Montreal, because it's so far away from Vegas. When you make the changes to make it look like Vegas, it's believable. You're not already starting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you start, you're starting with a with a with a with a with a blanker slate to get to Vegas. Yeah, sure. So yeah. Do you, any, do you have any casting notes on the, the man or the woman who are eloping in Vegas? It says yeah. that they, she's a single mom. So it it's dad on arrival because it looks like he's marrying. He's eloping with like a Dharma and Greg, but with kids. Is Definitely the tagline I'm reading here. Yeah, well, yeah, I saw that tagline as well. So, so, for the lead, you were thinking... Yeah, I put a lot of thought into this. I actually, I want you to know that, like, right up front, that I did put a lot of thought into this. And I don't want to tell you, I don't want to tell you right away. Okay. 
Because I think you know who do you think I chose? Um. Well, it, just going off of the the front of it, and I I didn't get a chance to watch the pilot. That was thought you were going to do that, but yeah, exactly. Um, and you did watch it, right? Yeah. So, like, if you were me, okay. So you were you were me, and you I told you being me to watch it. So who do you think me being you chose? Is that making sense? Yeah. No. I if we could get Joel McHale, I I think obviously he would. That's it. That's we almost we said that at the same time almost. Like, do that again. Joel Mc. If we Joel Mc. McHale. McHale. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is crazy. Yeah. It feels like we're really on the same. Chapter. Wavelength. Okay. Um, okay. Well, yeah. let's, let's put a pin in uh, Joel McHale, Montreal. Yeah. That's that's those are the those are the only notes that I had for it because it was already so it was just ready to go. Basically, it's, it's like a it's like a turnkey operation, you know. So how? Would, well, let's go through all of them, then you can tell me how you rank them. I guess for oh, second, sure, sure, third. Yeah. Okay. Second. Yeah, the second one. Uh, yeah, it is. It is animation, but you know, I feel like it, Fox is doing it. It's doing really well over there. Maybe we yeah. could get into that. The, the material could be a little tired. Which Which one of them was animation? You don't remember which one of these was a cartoon? I just remember them so vividly. It's like they're both a it's cartoon. Like, this one was called Barks and Recreation. It, it's a, yes. It's just a shot-for-shot remake of Parks and Recreation, but with animated dogs. Yes, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's crazy. I was thinking the same thing. That's exactly what I was thinking when I, when I watched it, because that's what it was. Yeah, that is it, it, exactly. So, like, if you've seen... Okay, so it's it's, it's like Parks and Recreation, but it's like Parks and Recreation. Yes. But with dogs, and it's animated. That is what I said. Y- did, yeah, but I feel like... Did you like, like the you, animation style? What's what's not to like? Boy, it was in black and white. Yeah, but you don't you don't notice that. I think they're making a dog joke. Like dogs can't see color, so the whole uh, thing is a black yes. and white cartoon. Isn't that funny? I mean, I feel like it's funny once. I'm worried it's not going to be funny twenty two times over the course of the year. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm saying. Let's not greenlight that one. You're, okay, you're, I think exactly. So Barks and Recreation is last on your list. Yes. Again, we're on the same page. Wavelength. Dang it. Uh, yes. Doing so good. So that, I mean, I want to, but yeah, let's talk. Any more questions on that one for no, me? I guess, so. well, I suppose out of the first two of the comedies, the last one was the, supposed to be like a hard-hitting drama. It just read a little over the top to me. What do you think of the main character? I cried a lot. Just, yeah, the title alone was bringing tears to my eyes. Night Fist? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm, I'm only laughing now because it seems so silly that I was crying, but, like, you don't understand. The week I had before is just, yeah, it was, it was a tough week. And, you know, to see the words Night Fist next to each other again after what happened last week... Uh, you know, it was, oh still God, a little, what, it was still a little fresh. What happened last week? I didn't hear about it. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, it's kind of personal, but like, yeah, I was asleep and... If you don't want to tell me about it. No, I mean, we already started, so okay. I was sleeping. It was obviously nighttime mm-hmm. and uh, got punched 
by a fist. Wow. I think it might have been like some kind of avant-garde uh, robbery, but they didn't steal anything. They just punched me. Anyway, so that's that's why the title alone brought tears to my eyes. So that's where I'm. That's where I started at. I was already in tears. Well, the main the character s- is, is an actual knight. Like it's knight with a K. It's it's knight fist. He's a yeah, a knight exactly. that can kill with a single touch. He begins yes. a life of crime in Las Vegas after he's awakened by an earthquake. But he was buried in the desert for like eight hundred years. So he's like a magical. Yeah, I'm I mean, not trying to belittle just, your just story. To, it I mean, I'm, I'm not, you're not. Really you're not. You're just. It's just all of that is still fresh for me personally. So, were you in the desert when you were assaulted while you were sleeping? I wasn't, but it was pretty dry in my room. Uh huh. She had a humidifier. I have one I, in my daughter's room. She calls it a gurgle bot because it makes gurgle noises. Okay. Maybe yeah. we'll. Janet, can we get Chase a. Yeah. Yeah, send so, a yeah. humidifier. Thank you. So, yeah, the gurgle bot was probably my favorite character of Night Fist. Nope, that was just a, that's what my daughter calls. Uh, a humidifier. Yeah, now, and I, yeah. I don't have that on the rundown of the characters here. I only have three mains. And I and I know that I'm supposed to be pitching to you right now, or you know, giving you information. But I think that you're right. That Gurglebot should be Night Fist's companion. I mean, it's coming. This is coming from you. This is just genius on your end. I mean, Do you think there should uh, be a sidekick in the Night Fist story? Uh, yeah. I mean, just to really, really ground it. Was uh, it like missing banter? Did you feel like? And then he needs someone to... Yeah, that's what it was. Yes, exactly. Just not enough, like, that buddy cop thing that you're always looking for. Right. Well, he's a murderous zombie knight who spent his leave in the desert for 800 years. It's not really a buddy cop thing, but the banter element of it, maybe I could... You know, like, interview with a vampire, the best parts are when, like, Pitt and Cruz are, are, you know, back and forth. So, the Gurglebot and Night Fist, sort of that... That uh, interview with the vampire type vibe. Exactly. That's what I think we should do with this one. So is the Gurglebot um, like a kid? Or was it also buried for 800 years? What are you thinking? I just, I have to flesh out this idea. I can't walk in with just sidekicks. They're going to say, what kind of sidekick? And I'm going to say a small robot. And they're going to say, like, R2-D2? Or does he yeah. speak English? Just anything you could help me flesh out before I have to walk in there would be... Fantastic. I'm guessing he has to talk because you said banter, so not an R2-D2 type. We agree on that, yeah? You no, know, he definitely uses uh, words. Okay. Uh, like saucy like R2-D2? He always seemed to kind of have an attitude. Yeah, yeah, saucy to kind of, you know, counteract the vibes that I was getting from Night Fist when I watched the pilot all the way through. Yeah. I was thinking that after seeing this thing top to bottom, Night Fist really needs something like a Gurglebot, like a Gurglebot to really... You know, ping some ideas back and forth. And do you think the the banter will help it connect with a, a larger audience? Like, who do you guess who's the target audience for Night Fist, and how does Gurglebot help get us there? Uh, yeah. Well, you see, the target, like when you're watching the pilot, you know the target audience, right? Yeah, it feels like you know it. pretty you know clearly it. to me. They're going for children. For, age. Yeah. Well, the nudity, I think. Oh, makes it not great. Uh, yeah, kind of an after-school special feel to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but like way after school, like nighttime, more like, like when, a, your par- when your parents watch TV. That's what I meant. Yeah, like a True Blood. Yes, but, but with a night and in the in Vegas. Uh, yes, exact in Vegas. And I, you see, 
that that that's where we double up on Montreal. We can swing back around to that in a second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after school is in much later in the in the day. Do after they have school. in Montreal? I don't have that down. We'll put a pit in Montreal. I mean, anywhere you can put sand. Yeah. Right. Um, like on it on the stage. A stage, uh, like a sound yeah. stage where we would shoot the desert scenes, or yeah, that's what we that's where you typically want to shoot shows like this. I would think, I mean, I, I would that's what I would do, yeah. So, yeah, let's move forward on this one, too. Well, but I yeah. can only recommend one to take to pilot. So, yeah, the sitcom obviously is lower budget. Dad on Arrival is a straight, straight sitcom. Night Fist is going to be a, a lot more expensive. There's a special effects budget. They do have the money to do it. And you're, you're sure Barks and Recreation is a no. That's a solid no for you. For us, I should say, because I, you know, I'm known as to go in there. Thank you again for doing this, by the way. I can't express, like, how grateful I am. You know, oh, yeah, no one really thought, you know... That it's not would happen, but you know these things happen, and I just you know I wasn't prepared, and I'm yeah. I'm really my heart, my heart goes out to all of the people involved in that accident. Um, but you know, then the, the decision falls on us now, and that's how it goes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gotta make gotta you make the hard choice. You haven't what? Told anybody what we what we did? Did you? I told. My therapist, just to sort of lighten my Are you moral load. For real? Yeah, but she's cool. She 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 talks about vape pens. So like that's she's cool. Like how cool can you be? I, <laughs> I don't see the vape pen connection. We killed the head of the studio. Yeah. Yeah, but she's cool with it. Like there's not an investigation now, so she doesn't have to tell anybody anything now. I don't think that's how that works. I think she has to report the crime. Because Okay. Well, my appointment was on Tuesday. So Three days what are the ago? chances what are the chances that she's done that already? It feels like they're high. It feels like, no, I can't take any calls right now. Thank you. No, I'm on it. This is an important call. Why don't you go ahead and hop off the line, Janet? We're gonna Yeah. Okay. Um who else did you tell, and where do they live? Okay, well, just her, but okay. I also, like, I feel like the receptionist there, and I kind of really have this connection, like, I can Jesus tell her things, too. Christ. Like, so when I make my appointments, I like to sort of no. preview what we're going to talk about. So she might know a little bit of it. I didn't say anybody's name. I just sort of alluded to murder, but, I, like, in a, like, in a nuanced way. Wait, did you, you say it was just you? Because that's different. I, no. I said a friend and I stabbed someone a little bit. But I didn't say anything uh, about well, killing anybody. Friend's a strong word. We're colleagues. But, um, okay, that hurts. You said stabbed? I. It seemed like we were friends when we were digging that hole together. Uh, you know, that, sort of felt like in the thick of it. One but, of those things that just had to be done, you know, after you stabbed him seven times. There wasn't a lot of other options. So, yeah. I I only stabbed him mm-hmm. to make it look like you didn't poison him. I didn't poison him. I ground up glass and I put it in his pudding to lacerate him from the inside. It's very different than poison. Yeah. Because and poison he was... shows up on a chemical test, but they don't always 
check the contents. Yeah, and I figured, you know, he's mostly dead. Let's just sort of mix it up and really confuse everybody, right? So you were pretty against it at the time, but I can see right now that you're kind of all for it. I feel like that... I was by, I was pro getting the job done. Let me say it that way. Yeah. I, I feel like by leaving more evidence, mm-hmm. we're leaving less evidence. More what is less. We, I thought we cleaned... We cleaned a lot of it up. Oh, I thought... Okay. You said let's clean this let's clean this up, but you said it in a way that made me think like here's what I'm saying to you, but I really want you to sort of make a mess, like make a meal out of this. So I kind of did my own thing on the periphery of the whole scene. Mm-hmm. Just just like like a plethora. I touched a lot of things. With I your also, own you like you left evidence that leads back directly to you, or you were like trying to set frame somebody? I don't understand yeah, what's happening. Well, I left a lot of fingerprints. No, the, the LAPD can hold. Just yeah, I'm so sorry. They can continue to hold. Thank you. What did you? I touched a lot of the voice recorders that I had recorded the whole thing on that I that I had, and I left those. I touched a lot of those and left them around. How many? Why? Were there? Okay. Okay. Let's take it from I, the beginning. You had voice recorders in the room. What else in my did pockets. you have in the room? that I maybe don't know about. I think that's where we need to start. I was, okay. Get our arms all the way around there, you know what I mean? Let me just be honest with you. I was having a kind of a hard time with the lady that walks my dog. So you kind of interrupted me in the middle of that conversation. So she was kind of on the line that whole time also. But I don't think, I think, like I said, a lot of people are really cool with just my vibes and the stuff I'm putting down. So I don't think, I think she's probably cool. Right. That sounds like I think she's probably cool with it. So I don't like. I think we're fine. But what I'm getting at is we're fine. We're, okay. And let's green light the uh, the dad thing. But yeah, all that stuff's probably good. So Joe McHale, dad on arrival, and you, we're gonna have to kill your therapist. Okay. All right. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Um. Bye.